Welcome back to the Buffalo Blitz, and it's another Wednesday edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the built-in Buffalo Network on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. As always, I am your host, Peter DiBiase, and guys, I appreciate you guys coming on and just spending the Wednesday night with us. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, as always, comment section will be open, as we always do, because we want you guys to comment. Make sure you guys like. Make sure you guys subscribe to Built in Buffalo on our, every single platform. And make sure you follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is right there, DBIC Peter on Twitter. I will follow you back. And we have a jam-packed episode for you tonight. We are breaking down the rest of the AFC East. And then we're going to end the episode with our way-too-early AFC East predictions. Before we get into that, let's bring on our guest, Akeem A. Rich, co-founder of Built in Buffalo. Welcome to the show, my man. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your show, Peter. Uh, uh, again, big fan, big fan of your work. I'm excited for for this show. There's a lot of interesting topics to discuss with these with these AFC East teams. They uh, a lot of them improve greatly, some more than others, and it's, uh, it should be a fun show. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's Wednesday night, and I mean it's the Buffalo Blitz. And before I want to get into the topic um, of tonight's show, uh, last week we talked about. Um, in the beginning of the episode, me and Sterling, uh, the the shooting in Buffalo last week, and obviously a super tragic event. And then obviously yesterday there was the school shooting in uh, a local elementary school in Texas. So I just want to give you my uh, thoughts and prayers. Obviously, Akeem has his thoughts and prayers. I've, everyone from built in Buffalo, everyone across this country, and obviously we have a serious issue in this country. And obviously we need change and obviously that's not my platform. It's not our platforms, but we are human beings with feelings, with emotions, and we have every right and every ability to spread just our thoughts and our opinions. So obviously we need change in this country and this country and the, the gun violence is unacceptable. Um, but on a lighter note, we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and obviously that's what sports are. Sports are an avenue for us and for everyone to maybe escape reality for a little bit. And I hopefully everyone's going through stuff tonight. Everyone's obviously it was an emotional day for a lot of people yesterday. And hopefully we can give you a little bit of joy. Hopefully Akeem and I can give you a little bit of joy for the next hour. And hopefully we make your day and talk some bills, but moving on to the, the, the topic of the show. So we're going to, we're going to start with the New York jets as, as always guys comment down below. We'll read your comments, subscribe to the channel do all that fun stuff that says below. We're going to be starting with the New York Jets. And I think the reason we're starting with the New York Jets is that they had such an interesting offseason. They were obviously finished last in the division. It was mm-hmm. They didn't have a great regular season. First year for Robert Sala as a coach. Mm-hmm. But they knocked it out of the park with the uh, the draft team. They had you had mm-hmm. Jermaine Johnson at the end of the first round. They had Garrett Wilson. And they had um, Sauce Garner, a lot of people's number one corners, a lot of people's number one receivers, and a DN that, that people thought could have won in the top 10. So let's just start breaking down the New York Jets, Akeem. Give me your thoughts on their offseason and, like, obviously the potential threat they have to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, honestly, I, you know, and, you know, you hate to say it. You hate to say your, 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 your AFC East rivals actually did something right. You want to see them continue to to uh, 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 get worse or not improve. You want to have that, that, that easy ride, so to speak, for the Buffalo Bills. But as we all know, once you get better, once your team gets better, you become the haunted, right? And that is what, that is what the, the rest of the AFC East is, is, is trying to do to the Buffalo Bills. They're trying now 
to hunt the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are now the top dogs in the AFC, and teams are trying to get better. So what did the Jets do? The Jets, they had, first of all, they had a ton of money, right? They had a lot of money this offseason, a lot of money to spend. They had a lot of draft capital uh, to, to, uh, to uh, equate to the money that they had, right? Being that they made that Jamal Adams trade, they were still, they were still being uh, very lucrative from that trade. So uh, in that combination, the New York Jets, in my opinion, put together a stellar offseason, period. The New York Jets, uh, starting with free agency, they got DJ Reed, the cornerback from the Seattle Seahawks, who is, uh, in my opinion, I've been watching him for several seasons. He's been under Robert Sala and the San Francisco 49ers, that defense, for several seasons. So he comes over to the New York Jets already knowing the defense. And he's uh, played like a, a number one uh, starting caliber cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. And he brings that talent to New York, to the New York Jets. So they have a number one cornerback that they can go rely and depend on. Then you have to look at what they did with the offensive line. Last year, they added uh, Alavera Tucker, the kid from USC, who was, a, who was a stud caliber guard, right? And now yeah. they went and got Lincoln Tomlinson. Another another former San Francisco 49er, Lincoln Thomason, a guard. Uh, he is he spent five years with the 49ers. He is a tremendous guard. He is a, a, a powerful object in the, a, along that offensive interior. And I think he's going to steadily improve the New York Jets offensive line. I know we got Von Miller, but the New York Jets fans I've been seeing on Twitter a lot, they love the showcase where Lincoln Thomason actually pancaked Von Miller when he was on the Rams. They like my, my best friend, he's a New York Jets fan. He likes to show it a lot. So they beefed up that offensive line. Uh, the New York Jets, they had one of the worst tight end groups last year. They didn't even have a tight end to speak of. What did they do? They went out and got C.J. Ozama uh, from the Cincinnati Bengals. They went out and got, in my opinion, a very underrated tight end from the Minnesota Vikings and Tyler Conklin. And then they went out and got Jeremy Ruckert, the tight end from Ohio State. So they, they vastly improve uh, their tight ends as well, right? So uh, I, we, we can't ignore what the New York Jets has done. They solidified that back end a little bit, getting Tampa Bay, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, strong safety Jordan Whitehead. Uh, so they did a lot of great things, especially when you move over to the draft. You alluded to a lot of their picks. They picked up Brees Hall in the second round. Brees Hall is is a running back from Ohio State, uh, Iowa State, that a lot of us fans, us as Buffalo Bills fans, we wanted Brees Hall. We wanted the guy that could be uh, a running back on, on three downs and could be a receiver out the backfield. He is a legitimate threat. Now you pair him up with last year's rookie and Michael Carter, and now the, the New York Jets seem to have a, a formidable team. They have a, a, a deeper team than last year. And if Zach Wilson can take that leap of progression, if Zach Wilson can can propel himself to a greater quarterback play this season, I think the New York Jets uh, can become a, a very competitive ball club. So as much as it pains me to say it, I think the New York Jets did a hell of a job this offseason. Yeah, like, and I feel like if we went into our end of the offseason and we saw like the Jets didn't do a hell of a job on paper, it would have been a problem. Like, obviously, for Jets fans and just their regime you have a ton of money to spend and that's what happens when a team's usually usually bad you usually have a ton of money to spend it's just how it is and they had three first round or two first round picks and then obviously the third, they traded back in but if we like we're talking now Akeem, and we were like 
my God, the Jets had such a bad offseason and they missed on like on paper all all those three draft picks. We would be it would just be a shock. But look, the Jets, they got much better. They added playmakers on both sides of the ball. Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis is coming back for another year, another year of Elijah Moore. They re-signed Braxton Barrios. Like you said, the tight end room just Weapons. quickly, quickly improved. It mm-hmm. CJ Azuma was in the Super Tyler Conklin's not a bad backup. And then they took Jeremy Rucker. So this mm-hmm. tight end room went from probably a top five worst tight end room mm-hmm. you know, overnight into maybe a top 12 tight end room in the league. Like this team got very good at the tight end position. Their mm-hmm. O-line has, I think is one of the most underrated O-lines in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest question mark, Akeem, and I think you would probably agree, is Mekhi Becton, mm-hmm. how he comes back from that injury. Because that injury... I don't know what the top of the head my injury was, but when it first when he was first injured, people were like maybe four to six weeks, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to be a long term injury. Missed the whole year, and then he still hasn't really been practicing really with the team. Mm-hmm. There's questions about his health. Does he like is he overweight and all that stuff? So he's very interesting because they didn't they didn't go the tackle room when they went right. with, with they went Sauce Garner. They would yep. go. They could have went. There was a couple of tackles: Ikwai Kunu, Evan right. Neal, Charlie Cross. Those are the three right. tackles that they could have went at number four, and they didn't. So that right. they're, they're betting on. They're Mekhi betting Beckton. on Mackay Beckton. Their mm-hmm. defense is very interesting. I agree. They added help in the secondary, mm-hmm. but you are asking a lot of Gardner and DJ Reed mm-hmm. um, to guard some elite receivers in the AFC East, and especially in the AFC. Obviously, Tyree Kill, Jalen mm-hmm. Waddle. Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs, Gabriel Davis. That's mm-hmm. a lot to ask because I don't think DJ Reed is, was ever a legit number one in Seattle. Like he was like, maybe he was, he's not a legit number one. That's probably the better. He's not a legit number one. And Sauce probably Gardner, a high end, probably a high end number two. Number yeah, exactly. Two exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you're bringing in Sauce Garner, number fourth pick in the draft to be the number one. But we know rookies, Akeem, we know they take a while to develop. And I think mm-hmm. corners take a while to develop if they're thrown in right away, guarding elite wide receivers mm-hmm. teams that take corners end of the first or second or third round. Sometimes they pan out better because they're not going up against the number one receiver on the other team. They kind of, mm-hmm. kind of ease in a little to say, so this, that's very interesting. Who guards obviously the number one receiver on the bills, the dolphins and the AFC is obviously loaded with the receivers. So right. with quarterback, so that's going to be a lot to ask for some young and inexperienced corners. Um, CJ Mosley's interesting. Their linebacker room is probably the one, I would say position on their defense that kind of a little underwhelming mm-hmm. CJ Mosley, Hamasa, Narsaladeen, like mm-hmm. those guys are good. They're nothing, anything special. And then Carl Lawson, how does Carl Lawson come back from the, was it Achilles or an ACL? It was an ACL. Okay. An ACL injury. Yep. You're asking Carl Lawson because he's the number, you're supposed to be number one edge rusher. Obviously you're yep. Jermaine Johnson first round, mm-hmm. but Carl Lawson was paid to be that number one edge rusher. So mm-hmm. how does he come back? That is, I think fascinating for the Jets. Quinn Williams is an anchor in the D tackle um, mm-hmm. room. This team is good. This, okay, good's probably. I don't know if they're good, but they're they're vastly improved from where yes. they were two years ago, and then last year in the first year of Robert Sal. But we know it came, and we we're talking about this quickly off air. Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. like if, <clears throat> if Zach Wilson doesn't turn into, he doesn't have to turn into an elite quarterback overnight. But he, ha- we have to see a progression from Zach Wilson because if we don't see a progress or if, the Jets don't see a progression from Zach Wilson, then all of this is for naught. And I'll even take that a step further, right? Because uh, the players, as as, as that's the improve as the roster is, you still have to coach, 
right? I think coaching yes. is another is another vital uh, vital thing that we should be assessing. Robert Sala, he's coming into his second year. How is he going to do? How is he going to do with time management? How is he going to do against the better coaches in the NFL? Uh, the offensive coordinator is he going to call the right plays with Zach Wilson? Does he know how to? Does he know how to devise and scheme up the offensive side of the ball? Is the defensive coordinator going to be uh, good enough to to uh, to man the ship and call plays against some of these elite offenses, right? Because the Buffalo Bills, uh, they improved their roster, but they had great coaches as well. As we see, the New York Giants was able to pluck Brian Dable, and guys was able to move on because of their because of their resume with the Buffalo Bills. So the New York Jets. Not only does Zach Wilson have to improve to for the New York Jets to get better as a team, but the coaching staff is going to have to prove they indeed belong as a new coaching staff and they can coach against uh, the other established ball clubs in the NFL. No, I completely, completely agree, guys. Make sure you guys smash that like button as always. Um, talk that truth, but the Jets in Miami did get a little better, but not better than us. I, I think we both agree that they need, none of them mm-hmm. got better than us, but obviously mm-hmm. we'll get to Miami mm-hmm. in, in a little bit. Um, would be cool if the Jets swept the Pats. I would love that if the Jets swept the Pats. I think that would be uh, – we, have, we haven't seen that in a while. I think Jets fans, any Jets fans who are watching or just in general would – they would do a lot of things to sweep the Pats because we know – Kim, you remember the Sam Darnold, the ghost game. Um, he's yep. seen ghosts. Was that? <clears throat> it was either Thursday night football or Monday night football. It was a prime mm-hmm. time game, so the whole country mm-hmm. saw it. Mm-hmm. And Jets fans don't want to ever remember that. Uh, Dave coming in. What's up, Dave? Let's not forget the Jets had a really good draft in free agency a few years ago. Comes down to the quarterback play. I think I can keep liking that comment because that's exactly the the thing with even with the Dolphins and the Patriots. And mm-hmm. I think that's with any team. Like mm-hmm. it's just it comes down to the quarterback teams that. Do well in the playoffs. Teams that win Super Bowls have elite quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, um, mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Those are a couple guys that won recent Super Bowls. Those are all elite quarterbacks, Akeem. Exactly. And, and hey, man, I, I got to call a spade a spade here. I'm thinking about Zach Wilson's second year compared to Josh Allen's second year. Josh Allen had weapons his second year, but I think the Jets even have have even more. I think Zach Wilson, he he is set up right now for success. When you look at their receiving core, like you, you alluded to it, you have Corey Davis, uh, Eli Moore, Garrett Wilson, Braxton Berrios. You have the tight ends in Conklin and, and Uzama. You have the running backs to Michael Carter and Brees Hall. They are a pretty loaded offensive group. They're not, not production-wise in the NFL, but all the potential is there. So, Zach Wilson, the showtime. No, yeah, and I think this is, yeah, it's it's kind of put up or shut up not obviously it's, it's the second year but the jets did a lot for him and helped him see the jets going uh seven and ten yeah look that's a respectable record for the jets mm-hmm. i think that's a realistic their over under is five and a half um that was what the odds makers put it at so mm-hmm. i kind of i don't like the over on that six or seven mm-hmm. wins for the jets if everything goes according to plan mm-hmm. and the jets definitely have improved the afc will be much better than i think last year actually now you know what the Patriots didn't make the playoffs last year I think we always forget that that the Patriots actually made the playoffs last year but the AFC East should uh be better and week three is gonna be a tough against Miami Hill water might be a mismatch got a bait getting home on too often yeah Tua we can we'll get actually well you know what that was perfect segue into perfect segue into the Miami Dolphins and 
The Miami Dolphins are such an interesting team this year. They are such an interesting team this year. In my opinion, you have Tua Tagovailoa, who's in a he's in a make or break it year at this point. There is no if and or but. He is in a make it or break it year um, for the Miami Dolphins. They bring in Tyree Kill, so they have an elite, 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 elite number one receiver on their team, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. They have a second-year Jalen Waddle, who's an absolute demon out of the receiving core because his explosiveness and his speed. They upgraded the running back position with Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, and Sony Michelle. So they got a depth, and they got some solid running backs. Cedric mm-hmm. Wilson they brought in. Mike Gusecki's always given the Bills a little bit of problems. Their O-line got better with um, mm-hmm. Taron Armstead. They, um, so that got better. Their defense is still, I would say, very good. Xavier Howard's still one of the best corners in the league. Byron Jones is obviously always a question mark, in my opinion. Um, their edge rushers, they brought back Emmanuel Agba, Jerome Baker. They have Christian Wilkins. Akeem, let's, let's dive right into the Dolphins. This this team might be the number one competition for the Buffalo Bills if they want to repeat as champions. Yeah, man, this is a this is a this is another uh, interesting team, man. I, I think the AFC East is definitely going to be a a lot more competitive than the division was last year, man. Uh, the uh, the Miami Dolphins, uh, they also have they signed Melvin Ingram as well. They signed him, I think, like a week or two ago, Melvin Ingram. So that's a that's another addition they have to their defense. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are I I see speed everywhere, right? I see speed on the outside with Tyreek Hill and and Jalen Waddle, and you can't forget Cedric Wilson, I think is an interesting piece, the former Dallas Cowboys uh, receiver. Uh, you got Mike Jacecki out there. You got the running backs. Uh, I think they are a, a, a loaded offensive group. Now, is is Tua Patrick Mahomes? No. no. Tua, Tua is not Patrick Mahomes. But I do think they have the guys that if you give them space to work with and get them the ball – Quickly, you get the ball, get the ball out quickly to these guys. They can make some things happen. I think that's going to be, that's ultimately going to be the offensive game plan for the Miami Dolphins. Mike McDaniel's uh, 30, 38, 39-year-old head coach, former offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. He comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, and what does Kyle Shanahan like to do? He likes to get the ball into guys' hands. And he is a he is a yak master. That's why he loves Bebo Samuel the way he loves Bebo Samuel and drafted Brandon Ayuk, right? So uh, Mike McDaniel he wants to mimic exactly what Kyle Shanahan has done, and he has the right formula, the right ingredients to do so. You have a guy like Tyreek Hill who can take a slant seventy yards to the house. So can Jalen Waddle. You have Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert who could take bubble screens to the house. So as long as you get the ball into their hands, and Tua Tagovailoa can be accurate with the football. I think the Miami Dolphins can be a, a, a very explosive team, and I think tackling, tackling this football team, tackling this offensive unit. If, the, if I'm thinking about the Buffalo Bills on defense, it's possibly uh, the speed causing them problems. As long as the Buffalo Bills can wrap up and make tackles, I think they'd be okay. But if they struggle tackling, uh, uh. If they struggle to tackle, I think they can cause problems. And the Miami Dolphins, in my opinion, Mike McDaniel is going to be is going to be a, a, a interesting guy to watch throughout the season because he's a new head coach. 
And it's not all about the roster, just like I spoke about with the Jets. It's about what the coaches can do as well. Can you coach? Can you get this team ready to play on Sundays? Can you get put this team in the right positions to be successful? Can you call the right plays at the right time in the right situations? So that's what we're going to see from Mike McDaniel. Uh, if this was a team led by Brian Flores, I think I would understand I would understand them a little bit more. But Mike McDaniel's the unknown, so we'll see what happens. The roster's explosive, very explosive. Mentioned Brian Flores, so let's bring the the comment in from Matt Jansen. Do you think the Dolphins can build on what Brian Flores did at the end of last season? Obviously, the upper management wasn't a fan, but he did have that impressive winning streak. Yeah, well, the, I would agree, Akeem. I think. If Brian Flores was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, I would feel maybe a tad more confident in the Dolphins because, one, he's a proven proven head coach. He's won games in the NFL. And Mike McDaniel isn't a proven head coach. He's never coached as a head coach in the NFL. He's only been a coordinator. And that's a lot to ask for if you're the Miami Dolphins to a team that at this point is ready or – is structured, and I think Miami Dolphins fans want to win now. This team is not mm-hmm. rebuilding. They're not doing any of that. They're structured to win now and mm-hmm. win now only. Obviously, mm-hmm. the quarterback is a little up in the air, but the Dolphins, and I think if they had Brian Flores, this team, I'm not saying Brian Flores should be the head coach or not. I'm not saying he was the greatest head coach ever, mm-hmm. but they won games under Brian Flores, and they had a very, very, very good winning streak. In the mm-hmm. middle of the year, after they started very poor, like you mm-hmm. said, Mike McDaniel is, is a complete, complete, complete unknown Akeem. Mm-hmm. and that's so is Robert Sauer for the Jets. Yeah, one year, and they went yep. four and thirteen. Yep, so absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's not like he's anything, anything special there. Mm-hmm. I just am very fascinated to see where. The Jets, not the Jets, excuse me, the Dolphins go with, and I think the Tua thing is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave thinks the Bills are sweeping the AFC East bookmark, bookmark it, screenshot it, take a mental note. I hope. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love, I love, it. I love, I love it. Um, but yeah, look, I think this year with the Dolphins, it's it's two or a bust for them. If they yeah. don't see a development from yep. Tua, then we really don't have anything to go off of it. Like, I think they need Tua Tagovailoa to take that next step in yep. Miami. And yep. we, we all know what Dave did to them on Twitter a couple weeks ago. Was it a couple a week ago when yep. uh, the social media team decided to post Tua's um, bomb of a throw? Mm-hmm. And Dave, how Dave is, decided to crop it. What <laughs> went viral? What is it, 80,000 plus views on Twitter? Right, viral. So I think... The Tua Tagovailoa situation is very interesting because Akeem, you know, if they start one and four, right, zero mm-hmm. and three, something like that, and mm-hmm. Tua is struggling and the defense is playing good, everything else is kind of clicking and the defense is struggling. Mm-hmm. And actually, if Tua is struggling, sure. they're gonna turn on him very, very, very fast. And they signed they signed a, a a quality backup, so to speak, in Teddy Bridgewater. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how long that leash is for Tua as well. But I think ultimately, ultimately, they, I believe they have the Miami Dolphins have a roster where they want to take the pressure off Tua. They want to they want to minimize 
minimize what he lacks and 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 protect him as much as possible. So I think uh, Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins staff wanted to build a a, a bulletproof or protection-proof offense catered around Tua where he's accurate enough to deliver these short passes and let his playmakers do the work. They don't want uh, Tua doing all the work. They want the playmakers. They want the Tyreek Hills of the world that have uh, 198 receptions toward 2,500 yards, 24 touchdowns his last two years. They want him to do the work. They want Jalen Waddle to do the work. They want Raheem Moser to do the work. And they want to they wanna mask or to his deficiencies. So they have a roster to do that. Now they just have to get it done. Exactly. And I think and I think Miami Dolphins fans probably don't want to hear that they have to rely on the receivers. Um so to say, throughout the year where they can't trust their quarterback. But what we've seen from Tua in his couple years in the NFL, we, there's nothing for us to really go off on of saying that he's an elite quarterback or saying that he's even an above-average quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think I think just for Dolphins, like Teddy Bridgewater is right there, and he's a, and a good, solid backup that has played legit NFL snaps in his career. So there's nothing against – so there's a guy looking over his shoulder. And – Miami's defense is interesting because they don't have an elite pass rusher, but they do have Christian Wilkins inside the on the D line in, interiorly, and they also mm-hmm. have Raquan Davis, both very good interior D tackles. They've signed Melvin Ingram. They drafted mm-hmm. Shannon Tittle to be a linebacker in the third round out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Dolphins are, I think, the second best roster in the AFC East, and I don't think mm-hmm. anybody's disputing that. But once again, the Tua Tagovailoa thing. It's just we don't know from him, and it's it's tough to gauge on that. I'm a diehard Bama fan. Tua's potential, but he has he has the talent. Um, yeah, Tua's had the talent and had the potential. We know a couple years ago, guys. What was it? Tank for Tua. It was tank for Tua. It wasn't tank for Joe Burrow. It wasn't tank for Justin Herbert. It was never tank for Josh Allen. So Tua Tua had Tua had the people in the NFL organizations loving him, but then he got injured and then the skepticism started coming out and his height is a question. His long ball is a question. His decision-making is a question. This is an absolute make or break it year for Tua. There's no if, ands, or buts. If Tua doesn't perform, I would say like, Akeem, we can get down this road because I kind of want to talk about it. Where did Tua have to finish the year in your mind as a quarterback for the Dolphins to feel confident for him to be a future top 20 quarterback, top 15, top 10. Cause right now I would say he's between 20 and 30 in my opinion. I don't have the exact number cause I'm not going to start putting out a list, but I think he's between 20 and 30 in my opinion as the quarterbacks. Where now would that, you think, where, do you agree with the 20 to 30? Where do you think? You know what? At, at this time, yes. I yes, do have exactly. him in that. I do have him in that twenty to thirty range. Of course, I would have to think a little harder if I want to put him seventeen, eighteen. But right now, off the top, I'm doing it quickly. I will yeah, put exactly. him in the, I'll put him in the twenty to thirty range. But at the same time, I think the Miami Dolphins. I, I I'm not sure if they would necessarily look at it like that, right? If you look at San Francisco 49ers, I always got to have them as a reference because that's where these guys, the coaching staff, come from. I think. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is a top 20 quarterback, right? I'm not sure. He might be 17, 18, but he's he's on the fringe. 
He's a fringe top 20 quarterback. But the San Francisco Francisco 49ers, they was able to match some of his deficiencies and do other things well uh, to make him to make him look better than he actually is, right? And they was able to win ball games. And I think that's ultimately the number one goal for the Miami Dolphins. They just want – they don't want Tua to lose the game. He doesn't have to win the game on his shoulder, but they don't want, to, they don't want him to lose the game on his shoulder. I think they want to play sound fundamental defense. Uh, you got Xavier Howard at corner. You have Brian Jones at cornerback. You have the ascendant Emmanuel Agbaz, a pass rusher, along with Melvin Ingram. So they have some pieces on the defensive side of the ball to to make some stops. And then the offense is just fast and explosive in, in more ways than one, right? A plethora of offensive weapons from receiver to running back to tight end where they don't really want to look at, in my opinion, I could be wrong, they might not look at where he ranks as a quarterback as opposed to how much wins the Miami Dolphins get with Tua at quarterback. So I think the wins is the number one staff for the Miami Dolphins. And if they can win, if they can have a successful season with him behind center, I think that is the ultimate goal. And that's what they would take from, from a Tua Tagovailoa. I think it's also wins, I agree. And then obviously you're seeing a development. like or And maybe mm-hmm. also the wins are, help, are coming off Tua, not because we had to bail out Tua, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, Tua right. can't be dragging them down. I think right. for right. for um for example, I want to I want to go to this comment. People don't realize Mahomes didn't throw too many deep balls to Tyreek. Short passes to him. It was yard after the catch, so Tua should be okay. I agree and disagree with this comment. They threw deep balls to Tyreek Hill. Like I think we go back and watch the tape. We, they they threw deep balls to Tyreek Hill. It wasn't like that was their number one game plan because you can use Tyreek Hill in so many different <laughs> ways. But Akeem, would you agree that Mahomes he threw deep balls to Tyreek Hill? I think consistently. He, he definitely threw deep balls to Tyreek Hill. And I think the, the ultimate difference here is is the fear factor. Defenses yes. know. Defenses know, okay, this is even if this statement is 100% accurate, right? Defenses know, okay, this is Patrick freaking Mahomes here. <laughs> Patrick yes. Mahomes can make any throw he wants to make. So we have to be cognizant of that. I think the mental the mental aspect is much different in terms of defensive players or how they feel about Tua. I think they're going to be a, a lot more aggressive in terms of uh, in terms of their approach in terms of jumping footballs, where you couldn't be as aggressive with with Patrick Mahomes or you guys you could get burnt. So I think the mental aspect to, on the defensive side of the ball is, is much different, and Tua is going to have to earn that respect of the defensive players. And once he earns that respect, then we can we can we can discuss other things, but the whole the mental aspect from the defensive side of the ball when defenses play tour is going to be much different than playing a Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think I think that you nailed on the head there, Mahomes. Best. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 support your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. For arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, and then Tua was nowhere near. So there's, there's, a, there's a complete fear factor because, like you said, Mahomes mm-hmm. makes any throw, and Tua hasn't shown that. But I do agree. I think Tyreek Hill has done very well, obviously, obviously yards after the catch and i think we'll see a lot of that from the miami dolphins like like akeem you noted a couple minutes ago the bills are gonna have to tackle against the dolphins if they can tackle they'll be they'll be fine um yeah they'll be fine this is funny Tua can throw the ball down the field it just doesn't have a lot of velocity on it so let me ask you a question let me ask you a question who would you rather have if you if you could go into this season and people in the court, in the comment section could as well it doesn't matter if you Buffalo Bills fans New Orleans Patriots fans what fans it doesn't matter what fan you are who would you rather have at quarterback right now Peter would you rather have Zach Wilson or would you have Tua running the ship at quarterback for your football team I'd rather have Zach Wilson nice I would rather have Zach Wilson I think one I think it gives you more upside for the year. I think we've seen him, his ability. I think his arm strength is better. I think what she struggled with is the like the checkdowns and the maybe not mm-hmm. the intermediate, but between the checkdowns and intermediate, whatever you want, short passes, I would say, mm-hmm. or a little better than more than checkdowns. Mm-hmm. And I just think we've seen Tua enough. Or mm-hmm. are we at his ceiling? No, but we're we're right there. We're at the top of the roof right now, Akeem, mm-hmm. when it okay. comes to I like Tua. it. For Zach, we're still in the basement of the mm-hmm. house. We're still in the basement of the house. Tua, mm-hmm. we're in the attic right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like there's a little – we got a little wiggle room with Tua, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen that extreme ability to do something. When, we, when Josh Allen was a rookie, and we, everybody goes back to Josh Allen, but when Josh Allen was a rookie and even his second year, he wasn't consistent but we uh, throughout the game, but we saw the, his ability to make deep throws. We saw the exciting plays. We saw the explosive plays. So we knew it was there. We said to hinder it and tone it down and kind of mm-hmm. make it consistent. We haven't really seen that with Tua. Like we've seen him have games where he has extreme good accuracy and mm-hmm. makes all the throws, but I haven't seen anything special with Tua. Have mm-hmm. I seen anything with Zach Wilson? Not crazy, but I saw I saw I saw more explosiveness from Zach Wilson than I've seen from Tua. Like mm-hmm. I said, Zach Wilson's in the basement of the house. Tua's in the attic. Akeem, mm-hmm. I want to hear your thoughts on it. And then I'm going to go to the comment section. But I want I to think, hear your thoughts on it. I, you know what? I like I like the assessment a lot. I mean, I think I think Tua when he's on, when he's at his best, I think accuracy is is his bread and butter. 
And when yeah. he and when he has time to deliver the football, especially on short and intermediate routes, I think his accuracy is 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 very good. But on the overall aspect, is 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 definitely I would definitely rather Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, he's a little bit more athletic back there. We know what this game has turned into. You want you you want your quarterback to have some type of mobility, some type of pocket awareness. I think Zach Wilson possesses that. I think it's going to improve as uh as his career goes on. And he can make all the throws, man. He he can make he can exactly. make some lights out throws, and he can do some things that Tua simply cannot. And uh, I'd rather have a guy like 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 Zach Wilson, who has the tools, who I just just need the experience, and I have to coach up to an elite level than than Tua. Like you said, he's already at the attic. It's not so much he can he can do. He can get better. The team got better. He can do some things better. Exactly. But as far but as far as overall ability. Uh, it's definitely Zach Wilson. Daniel Richards coming in. Wilson, we agree. Zach mm-hmm. will Zach Wilson higher upside. And mm-hmm. then I'm not a Dolphins fan, but I think people are selling to a short. Look, we could be selling to a short. Who knows? He could shock the world. But what we're going, I can't. I don't know. Like I can't just like predict the future. I have no mm-hmm. idea. So what? Mm-hmm. What I've seen from his gameplay over the last couple of years is mm-hmm. I can't bet on him being a high upside quarterback at this point of his career. Well, he could, and maybe having Tyree kill and Jalen, another year of Jalen Waddle, uh, Tyree kill should help. Mm-hmm. And it really should help. Like mm-hmm. Tua should be a good quarterback with the weapons he has, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to be like sitting here. You know what? Tua's going to have an elite year because I haven't seen anything. We for Josh Allen. Once again, we saw the, we saw the, the glimpses of greatness. We saw the explosive plays. We saw the spectacular mm-hmm. throws. We also mm-hmm. saw the crap throws and the interceptions and the bad decisions. But we haven't seen we've seen the bad decisions and the crap those with Tua. But we haven't mm-hmm. seen the explosiveness and the spectacular mm-hmm. play from Tua. We've seen mm-hmm. solid play, but mm-hmm. nothing that one makes me lose my mind. So look, we could be telling Tua short, and I think Tua could have a good year. I do not know. Did we really think the Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl? No. It's the NFL, it's sports. Crazy stuff happens. But mm-hmm. what what I've gone off of is what I've seen from Tua the last couple of years, and I'm not overly impressed with Tua Tagovailoa. Mm-hmm. Just that simple. Okay, Akeem. We're yes, moving sir. on to the one team that I think Dolphins, Jets, and Bills fans can all agree. If they stink, nobody will care because we'll be happy. That is the New England Patriots. And New England Patriots had the worst offseason. And it wasn't the worst offseason, excuse me, in the AFC East. And it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even close. They shocked us on draft night. Cole Strange, first round. We saw the Sean McVay video. We all saw that. So if you haven't, go watch Sean McVay. Make fun mm-hmm. of the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was a little longer, and he kind of went back on it, but it was still funny. And mm-hmm. you saw them take Taquan Thornton in the second round, mm-hmm. a guy that kind of popped at the combine but wasn't consistently uh, productive in his uh, NFL career, uh, excuse me, college career. They mm-hmm. have – Damian Harris, so they still have some good running backs. Damian Harris, Rahmed Stevenson. Mm-hmm. They brought in Devontae Parker, but we know Devontae Parker. One doesn't really scare us as defenses, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been shown ability to stay on the field. They have Jacoby Myers. They have Kedrick Bourne, Nikhil Harry, who's been a complete bust. Like I said, Tyquan Thorne, Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. That's the worst receiving core in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. And Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, they have legit tight ends, but we're – you're kind of in the wrong era if you're running a two tight end set consistently. 
that you can sprinkle in the two tight end set. And I think we will see that with the Bills with OJ Howard and um, Dawson Knox this year. But you can't run that consistently. And something that we've seen, like, like, like you, you expect, Akeem, Bill Belichick, elite defenses. This defensive roster is not elite. Look, he has done very well with low-level guys, developing them into stars on the defensive side of the ball. You have Christian Barmore, D-tackle, I like him a lot. But mm-hmm. getting after the quarterback, Lawrence Guy, Dietrich Wise Jr., mm-hmm. Sam Roberts, Henry Anderson, none of them like kind of flash up the board. Matthew Judon's a very good linebacker. He's a very, mm-hmm. very good linebacker. But then they got worse in the secondary. They didn't bring back J.C. Jackson. Devin McCourty's very old. Terrence Marshall, Jalen Mills, and I wouldn't want to say kind of a washed-up Malcolm Butler are the guys that are going to have to go up against Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and then Jalen Waddle and Stephon Diggs. So I think the Patriots, by a wide, wide margin, had the worst, worst offseason draft in the AFC East. Let's, and then you have Mac Jones for a second year. What's Akeem, what are your thoughts on the Patriots? I think, you know, I, I think it's, it's possible, and I didn't assess all – 30 other teams, but it's possible they probably had the worst offseason in the NFL. You know, I know, listen, and, and, and I'm happy. I'm ecstatic about it. I do have, I feel no sorrows <laughs> for New I England agree. Patriots, but I'm like, when I just look and I have to take the name out and I just look at the roster and how it's constructed and what they're doing, it's, uh, it's like, what the hell are they doing? Right? You have, it, it's nothing, nothing here pops. You've re-signed Devin McCourty, you re-sign Matthew Slaver. You re-sign James White. You, ch- you trade Chase Winovich for Matt Wilson. You signed the running back Ty Montgomery. You traded for Devontae Parker. What are you doing? Who is the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots? It was said that no one. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge are going to be helping along with the on the offensive side of the ball when you have a second-year rookie developing quarterback in Matt Jones? What the hell are you doing? I don't know what the Patriots are doing. Frankly, I don't care. But for for, for, show, uh, for show purposes, it's like, wow. Wow, New England Patriots. I, I'm, I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going on. I think they're in trouble. I think it's I think it's possible if Zach Wilson if Zach Wilson has some type of progression, I think it's possible they could finish last in the division. I I'm not sold. Tom Brady is no no longer in New England. He is right? not. So if if Tom Brady is no longer in New England, Josh McDaniels was the other guy. He is no longer in New England. Josh McDaniels has been with the New England Patriots over a decade after he got fired from the Denver Broncos. I think he is an excellent excellent offensive mind. He is no longer there. Bill Belichick is just another guy right now. He is just another guy. And if they're not careful, they can not only miss the playoffs, but probably be one of the worst, if not the worst team in the division. I think I think that much of, of the New England Patriots right now. Yeah, and I think the only reason I give them a fighter's chance in the division or just to be like competitive team this year is because of Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick deserves I, – I, like you said, I agree. He is just another guy. But he deserves – I guess um accolades. You got the accolades. Yes, yes, he's the greatest NFL coach mm-hmm. in my opinion ever and he's a great still a great coach. But this roster is, is anything special and Tom Brady isn't walking through the freaking door mm-hmm. anytime soon. It's not happening. And like their weapons aren't good. They traded Shaq Mason for 
was it a six? Oh, it was a day three pick, a late day mm-hmm. three pick. He's one of the best interior O lines, so that doesn't really help. Um, they could have won a lot of different directions with that first round pick instead of taking Cole Strange, and then they probably could have took Cole Strange in the second round and maybe the third round. That's where people had Cole Strange going. Mm-hmm. This defense is old. This defense lacks stars. This defense lacks speed. This we they couldn't they couldn't guard they couldn't stop the Bills' offense without fifty mile per hour wins with an all pro corner in J.C. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now J.C. Jackson's with the Chargers. So mm-hmm. unless Terrence Marshall, uh, Terrence Mitchell, excuse me, and Jalen Mills turn into the second coming of Darrell Revis tomorrow, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a long day for the Patriots guard people, and not just the Bills. The Dolphins and the Jets all have very good receiving cores, along with a lot of the other teams in the AFC. You're, you have to defend the pass in this NFL. Like It's mm-hmm. simple. It doesn't matter who you play, you have to defend the pass. And the Patriots don't have legit elite corners. Could they develop it? Yeah, but there's nothing special. They don't get after the quarterback. You're like, okay, maybe they, maybe they don't have great secondary play. But you know what? We can get after the quarterback. They can't get after the quarterback. Lawrence Guy and Dietrich Wise are solid players. Nothing against those two guys. But they're, they're not jumping off the board to me. Mm-hmm. They're worse than Emmanuel Agba. They're worse than Carl Lawson. Worse than Von Miller. Gregory Rousseau. And the AFC actually isn't really known for the edge rushers, if you think about mm-hmm. it. But they still have the worst edge rushing group um, mm-hmm. in the AFC East. Matthew Judon is an anchor in the linebacking um, core, so I give him that. And then, look, their weapons, like, Look, I like Devontae Parker. I've always liked Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. He can't be your number one wide receiver. He can't stay healthy, and he hasn't shown and hasn't had the production to be a number one wide receiver. Jacoby Myers is a solid – I like Jacoby Myers. I actually do, do like Jacoby Myers. He's a solid number two receiver. I think he's a fine mm-hmm. NFL receiver. I'm not a biggest Kendrick Bourne fan. He scored a touchdown in the playoff game and decided to celebrate like they were up 50-2, to two and they, mm-hmm. they, they were getting smoked. They kill mm-hmm. Harry's a complete bust. If Tyquan Thornton actually maybe develops, I think Tyquan Thornton's a huge wild card here because mm-hmm. his speed's blazing. But is he mm-hmm. closer to a John Ross or is he can he develop into a legit route runner? They have good tight ends, but they really didn't use their tight ends enough last year to make it, especially Johnny Smith, to make him a high, high paid tight end. And then Mac Jones. Now, I don't know. Mac Jones was average last year, he was super overhyped in November. And early December, um, there was conversations like, are they like anywhere near the Bills? And they weren't. And I think the battle for the second best quarterback in the AFC East is fascinating. And I want to get to this. Uh, we'll go through a couple comments. Um, and then I want to get to this question because we, we'll talk about it, Akeem. We'd love to see the Pats finish fourth. I think Akeem and I agree. Um, OJ Howard, like I said, going to be a dark horse for the Bills. We don't have to get into that. But yes, OJ Howard. Is a very interesting for the uh, target for the Bills, and there's another another weapon for Josh Allen. So why not uh, nine and eight at best for the Pats? You might be a little nice, Jim. Nine and eight, you might be a you might be a little nice. Nine and eight might be pushing in my opinion. I think they can get to nine and eight, but I they have a tough now, uh, schedule. I see them more eight and nine, seven and ten. That'll be a hell of a coaching job from Bill Belichick if the Patriots yes. finish nine, nine and eight. eight. That'll be a or, hell of. A- yep. Or Mac Jones took a huge step. Mm-hmm. That's right. also thing. So we're getting into this conversation. We said you came. You you asked me Zach Wilson or Tua. We both went Zach Wilson. I'm going to ask you, and then I'll come back to me. Better year, Mac Jones or Tua Tagovailoa? Oh, man, better year. Yeah. Not, okay. So 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 it's not it's not better player. 
no, better, better year. year. Or a different question. Different question. Okay, well, okay. I think two is. I think two is going to have a better year. Really? I th- I, yes. I think. Sh- I think should. <laughs> I, I think two is. He has. He has the weapons. Yes. He has. He has the weapons. The weapons that he has fits his strengths and what he's trying to do in that system. He's best when he's throwing short to intermediate passes. He has the guys that he can get the ball to that excel in in the short and intermediate route trees. So I, I, uh, he has a, 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 a offensive coordinator, a head coach that was with one of the best offensive minds in football in Kyle Shanahan with Mike McDaniel. Uh, you don't know who the hell is calling plays for the New England Patriots. You don't, no idea. You don't, they don't have the weapons that the Miami Dolphins have. So I'm definitely better year. It, it, it has to be to it. Yeah, I'm, go, I'm definitely going to tour with, with this question. Good question. What about you, Pete? I'm going to agree with you. This isn't conflict of interest, so I'm not going to do it. We don't have to argue. We don't have to argue. With the team. Um, I'm going to go to a – am I confident in, like, in that answer? Not really. Not. Right, but right. what is on the paper for Tua is so much better what is on the paper for Mac Jones. Like you said, if Matt Patricia and Joe Judge were talking about a failed head coach of the Giants who's a special teams coordinator and then a failed head coach with the Lions and Matt Patricia who's a defensive Defensive. coordinator Mm -hmm. or could be in charge of the play calling and the offensive fundamentals and Mac Jones and all that stuff, and they haven't announced an offensive coordinator. So all that crap, that's a ton of stuff for a Mm -hmm. second-year quarterback to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then you have Tua who's in, and I know he just bashed on Tua and said Zach Wilson's better for the future, and I still agree with that. But Tua's in a make-or-break-it year. Like uh-huh. This is an absolute make-it-or-break-it year for Tua. He needs to show up and assert himself for the Dolphins, or they will move on. They were uh-huh. interested in Deshaun Watson. Like they, uh-huh. we, we all know they were interested in Deshaun Watson. Uh-huh. Um, so they were ready to move, pull the trigger really fast. They were about to do what the Browns did to Baker Mayfield to, to Tua. They were exactly about to do that. You have Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Like, you have legit, legit receivers. You should be better and ha- should have a better year. And I like the question, Lone Wolf. I think Tua is going to have a better year. I think his team on paper is just a better team. He has a head coach that's an offensive – I'm going to put Guru because Guru is just tossed around like crazy. But mm-hmm. he's supposed to be an offensive guru. Mm-hmm. So I think – I would say Tua would have the better year, but – if, if it was Mac Jones, it wouldn't shock me. I think it's just we're talking about some average quarterbacks at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pages don't have one scary player on their team. I would say Matthew Judon is probably their best player. I like Matthew Judon a lot, um, mm-hmm. but it was kind of funny this year on Twitter. Matthew Judon was trying to recruit players to the Patriots. I don't know if you saw that, Akeem. They're I did it. That must have been funny. He was like tweeting, and I don't know the exact. I don't get the exact tweet off my top of my head, but he was tweeting about it and saying, like, and then like he and like he just like recruit players, like all that stuff, and free agency. Mm-hmm. And then he tweeted, he's like, "Oh man, this is hard." And then the comments just killed him. Like, dude, this is what happens when you have nobody on your team, and Mac Jones throwing mm-hmm. you the ball, and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's tough. And like all the comments, like, it's tough when you don't have Tom Brady. It mm-hmm. is. It is. It is. It is very tough when you don't have. Um, Tom Brady on your roster. And yep. I think Mac Jones showed a while last year. I think he showed that he could be a solid end of a quarterback. But I, like I said, with the Tua, with Tua, I have, haven't seen explosive plays from Mac Jones. 
or enough elite plays, and he wasn't ready for that playoff game. And it's a, it's a tough ask for a rookie mm-hmm. going to Buffalo and in a playoff game to keep up with Josh Allen and that offense mm-hmm. because the Patriots' defense wasn't doing them any justice in that game mm-hmm. at all. Right. So I think, like I said, Tua over Mac Jones, but eh, Matthew Judon, what I would say. Any scary players or any players that uh, jump up the board to you on that roster, Akeem? Um, no, I, I I don't see any scary play. I see a potential, and it's, the crazy thing is they have some solid pieces, but no one that puts fear in you. Uh, I do like, for special teams purposes, I, I believe that this young man can can ultimately be a factor uh, in special teams, especially I think when the Patriots get a little bit better. I like the third-round pick, Marcus Jones. Marcus Jones, the quarterback. I remember that. We talked about that on my podcast a couple weeks yep. ago. Yeah, Yep, Mar- Marcus Jones, uh, the cornerback from Houston. He's a little guy in terms of little frame in terms of playing defense, but as a as a special teams player, kick returner, punt returner, every time he touches the ball, uh, he has a chance to be electric. So I think that's a name to watch out for this season in terms of of being a scary player and a guy that can that could be a threat to take it to the house every time he touches the ball. Marcus Jones. Yeah, I know this is a little off topic, but we like to interact. Akeem knows we like to interact with the comments. Keep mm-hmm. we appreciate everyone. Make sure you guys always like and subscribe. Tune in every mm-hmm. Wednesday. We we appreciate you guys coming in. Um, yeah, like the OBJ Jones and four. I don't really see the Bills. We can adding another weapon at this point of the offseason. I think if they added another player, it'd be a, a corner, or if somebody knock on knock on wood, someone got injured. OBJ was the rumors are hilarious, and I think they're fun. Because you have Von Miller tweeting about it, and then you have Von Miller at a it was an NBA game, I was believe with OBJ. Mm-hmm. I'm not against it. What do you quickly? What are your thoughts on the like <clears throat> OBJ? Maybe Julio. I'm assuming he's referring to Julio Jones, and then obviously Wolf Four, which I want no part of Wolf Four. Um, I think, I think the Buffalo Bills are good right now. I think it would have to take it would have to take circumstance, right? God forbid. God forbid the Buffalo Bills have something that happened to Los Angeles Rams last year and, and Robert Woods gets out for the season because he tore his ACL. If something happened like that to the Buffalo Bills, one of their receivers, God forbid, then I think it's possible that they could be in the market for a wide receiver or OBJ, uh, a talent like him. But right now you have Diggs, you have Gabriel Davis, you have McKenzie, you have Crowder, you have the, the fourth-round pick or fifth-round pick Shakir. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are, are good at receiver. They have Kumaro for special teams. Marquez Stevens yes. is going to be battling for a spot. Tanner Gentry is going to be battling for a spot. So I think right now the Bills are are are, are good at receiver, good at their skill positions, unless something bad happens, God forbid. Like you said, James Cook, they added another weapon. Yeah, another weapon. Game. Did yep. you mention Shakir? Shakir. Yep, yep, Shakir. And then obviously like the two tight ends set. Like this team is fine right now with the weapons. Mm-hmm. And Sean agrees in the comment section. So mm-hmm. um yeah. And before we move on to the final topic, Pats were sport for a long time, and now it's a taste of reality. Yeah. I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what how huh? this is what the rest of the world feels like when you have an average quarterback in your roster isn't mm-hmm. isn't any good. So we're gonna end the show, Akeem, mm-hmm. with way too early. AFC East predictions, one through four, way too early because we still have training camp and, you know, stuff happens and it's only May. The season Mm -hmm. doesn't start until September. What we're doing, because the theme of the show tonight was 
the rest of the AFC East, or can the AFC East catch the Bills? And we broke down the Jets and the Dolphins and the Patriots. So the way too early AFC East predictions, can they? And Nakeem, what do you got one through four in the comment section? Let's see what you guys got. I have uh, the Buffalo Bills winning the, winning the division, taking the division at a record of 13-4 and four for our Buffalo Bills. 13-4 and four record for the Buffalo Bills, number one in the AFC East. I think 13 wins should get the number one seed. I could be wrong. Somebody could have a tremendous season, have 14, 15 wins, but it's a really competitive AFC division this year. And I think 13 wins not only obviously wins the division, but gets that number one seed. So I have the Buffalo Bills at 13 and four. Uh, I have the Miami Dolphins coming in second at 10 and seven. Uh, I think they have a ro- I think they have a roster to do it. I think Tua is is gonna is gonna show enough to get the job done. I think they have weapons at the skill positions to get things done. I really like both their cornerbacks. I like uh, some key pieces they have on defense. I have the Dolphins finished in ten and seven. Uh, I have the New York Jets coming in third. I think the New York Jets are going to be eight and nine this season. Eight and nine. I think they're going to be a competitive ball club. They're going to shock some teams. They're going to shock some good teams and get some victories. And last but not least, I have the New England Patriots. I know they have Bill Belichick. I, I hate to disrespect him like that. Well, no, I don't. Actually, I don't. Yeah, but you don't. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I just, I just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who the coordinator is. You need an offensive coordinator. I know what he's doing. I know how to pull plays. Uh, not only they don't, they don't have a coordinator, they don't have the, 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 the weapons. They don't have the weapons. So I have the New England Patriots, uh, not a huge, not a, not a disgusting record, but seven and ten. So uh, I have the Bills, Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots finishing last. And I think with those records, I think the, the AFC East overall would be a, a, a pretty competitive division next season. Yeah, you have the Dolphins, I think, better than – not better than what I would have them, but I don't have like – I didn't go through the records. I think that I did have the Bills at 13-4, and four, mm-hmm. but I hate agreeing with you. Actually, do I like agreeing with you, Akeem. You're a smart man. I think I, – I have the same exact standings. I got really? – I got Dolphins, I got the Jets, and I got the Patriots. My biggest thing is I think the Bills and Dolphins are the clear-cut two best teams in the AFC East. I think that's kind of clear-cut. I think the Jets offseason – took them over the Patriots and the Jets offseason took more of the Patriots and the Patriots kind of lack of an offseason took them and kind of dropped them down. But look, it's so hard to pick the Jets third because the Jets haven't shown us anything in years. There's nothing to prove me like, oh, I really want to pick the Jets to finish third, but I have the Jets finishing third. But I do think the Bills, I think the Bills, I think the AFC is only a one bid league or division. Yeah. I yeah. only think they get one team in the playoffs. I think the you get the Bills as the one or two seed in my opinion. And then you have a loaded AFC North that have three teams that could all win the division and, and then you can't count out the Steelers ever. AFC mm-hmm. South with the Colts and Titans both are vying for playoff spots. Both are very good teams. And then you get the absolutely loaded AFC West that all four teams can make the playoffs. So I can see it. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying like all those teams are better. I can see than... three. I can see three yes, making yes, over there. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But my point was like the AFC is loaded. There's not a lot of wiggle room to make playoff spots, especially if you're an average team. So I do see, I do see the Dolphins finishing second, vying for that seven seed. I do see the Jets being like in the hunt. You know, like that in the hunt graphic that they mm-hmm. always pop up. I mm-hmm. think the Jets being in the hunt graphic with the Patriots. I think they're like neck and neck. 
throughout mm-hmm. the year. But I got the Bills. This is way too early, guys. It came way out too early. Bills, Dolphins, Jets, and the Patriots. And let's get to come and comment up your spin with the Bills, Jets, Dolphins, Patriots. All spins loving the Jets this offseason. Eight mm-hmm. and nine. That's okay. That would be shocking, I would say, because not not because the Jets going eight nine is shot. Well, it is shocking, but I think their roster's gotten better, so I wouldn't be like overly shocked. The mm-hmm. Dolphins going seven and ten. That's that would be insanely disappointing for Miami. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That team, like I said earlier, is ready to win the super, not win the Super, but they're ready to compete now. You go mm-hmm. seven and mm-hmm. you kind of the team. The Dolphins go seven to ten. Would you assume that means the end of Tua? Like I know we don't know, but it kind of seems like that would be the end if they went seven and ten. I think I I definitely think that they will be they will be looking they will be looking. Now we don't know who's going to be available, who's going to become available. We don't know the college prospects next season, but I think that 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 would be an interesting a, a, a interesting record for the Miami Dolphins because at that record, what do you do? You're not the best team. You're not the worst team. You're so average. You're average. A little below average. Yeah, and when you're average, it's hard to get a it's hard to get an elite quarterback when you're average. So who's going to be available? I think is it's going to be the interesting topic of discussion for Miami. But I think they'll definitely try and be looking. Yes, um, Sean coming in Bills, Miami Pats, Jets. That's total. That's a that's a legit option. Um, yeah. I think any any combination. I think the Bills win the division. Any combination two through four. I would say. I think this one's mm-hmm. kind of alluding to, Akeem. There are 10 legit AFC playoff teams fighting for seven playoff spots. I don't know if, the, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's 10, but I, I'm going to go spin. I, I agree. There's a ton, The point is there's a ton of legit teams fighting for only seven playoff spots. Mm-hmm. Final That's comment, good. Jets 8-9 and nine is their ceiling. Yeah, I would say. I would say the Jets 8-9 and nine is their ceiling. Guys, what a show that was, Akeem. I appreciate yeah, you coming on. We guys, we broke down the Jets, we broke down the Patriots and the Dolphins offseason. We mm-hmm. can they compete with the Bills right now? Akeem and I don't think. And then our way too early AFC East predictions were both the same: Bills, Dolphins, Jets, and Patriots. So that was a fun show, Akeem. And Akeem, I, everyone knows you have built in Buffalo, but just for anybody new that's tuning in, where can everyone find you? Hey, Rich, Akeem Richens. If you don't know me, please get to know me. I took a little hiatus. Uh, Bill Zaji will be back Saturday, 9.30 p.m. Uh, catch me on the Bills and Buffalo Network. Conflict, conflict of interest. I'm getting on my buddy Dan Kelly. Uh, we're working out some technical issues right now with laptops and things of that sort, but we will definitely be back soon. Uh, and we're going to start ramping up the activity again, man. We're going to start ramping up the activity in the lives, the podcasts, new things. There's always being being talked about and discussed within the Bills and Buffalo group. So we're going to have a lot of new things on the way. And uh, I'll see y'all Saturday, man. Peter, uh, Buffalo Blitz, continue to support and watch the Buffalo Blitz. Uh, Peter DiBiase is a, is an up-and-coming star, man. I, I really appreciate your work, and I, and I love what you do, man. And uh, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, man. I appreciate that comment. And, guys, so Bill's Allergy back on Saturday. That's official. Akeem, we're yes, back sir. on Saturday. So, guys, yes, like sir. I said, Akeem, Bill's Allergy, 930, as always, mm-hmm. on the All Built in Buffalo Network, wherever you can find both the Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, live show mm-hmm. 930. And make sure you guys subscribe to every single thing Built in Buffalo. And don't forget, builtinbuffalonews.com. I write for them. And mm-hmm. we have a lot of good writers with about probably five or six articles a week, consistent co- uh, content there. Dave does a great job everywhere. So Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Make sure you guys follow me, uh, DBIC Peter on Twitter. I will follow you back. 
breaking tables tomorrow night. I believe they're tomorrow night. They were off Monday. I want to mm-hmm. say they're on tomorrow night, but don't hold me against it. But breaking tables tomorrow night, 730, guys. Bill's Allergy, 930 on Saturday. As yep. for us, we'll be back next Wednesday, 8 o'clock. And we got a very special guest. Nate Geary is coming on for nice. the Buffalo Blitz, WGR 550. So you guys don't want to miss that episode. So I'm super nice. stoked for that episode. That is next Wednesday, 8 o'clock, as always, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Akeem, once again, man, I appreciate you having me on. I'm no appreciate you. Other way around. Yeah, other way around. (laughs) I'm used to other way around, but I think we got the message through. Yeah, we got the point. Got the point, man. Hey, appreciate you, man. And uh, and and last but not least, definitely everybody, go Bills. Go Bills, guys. Until next time, this was the Buffalo Blitz on the built-in Buffalo Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Breaking tables tomorrow night. Bills Ology Saturday at 9.30 with Akeem. If you want to listen to Akeem again, I'll be back next week on Wednesday. As always, 